Welcome to another episode of Knights of the Brown Table, a podcast of three Pacific Islanders sharing our views and the lens through which we see the world. I'm Sefa. I'm Sila. To the vast intergalactic space of the interwebs, <laughs> it is a songstress, seamstress, mistress, and mattress of this generation. The person who sometimes claims the heritage of our colonizers, German and Chinese, <laughs> who is also a photographer and does all that in a bag of chips and more. Lamar, <laughs> hi. Hey. Oh, so he's a seamstress. I've... That's awesome. How long have you been sewing for? You know... It's interesting. It's an interesting question because mm, yeah. when oh, I started American sewing, as well now. okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for asking. Yeah. Is that where you learnt your yeah. craft? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's that. <laughs> well, we have a guest with us tonight. His name is Iki Haungana. He is a Sydney-born Tongan clothing slash fashion designer of Public Island Society, and we're having him on today to give us some insight. Say hi. Oh, hi. That was so demanding. Say hi. Say hello. Great intro. Uh, Hi. um, Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me on. I'm really excited. As my voice dies, I'm like... (laughs) Fade out. Um, I'm not used to like a microphone. No, there's a lot on here in regards to some of the accomplishments that you've done. Yeah, someone did their research. How long you've been in the game? That's Lamar. Yeah. Oh. Journalist. Oh, I should, I should add journalist to my um, title. <laughs> to your title, you should. <laughs> Seamstress, journalist. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. I was like, how are we going to make it rhyme? <laughs> some introductions. I'm a fashion designer coming up from Mount Jewett. And I always say that because a lot of people sort of look at Mandra like, oh, mm-hmm. it's a bit shady. And I'm yeah. like, it's not that I'm trying to humble myself. It's that I'm trying to let people know that there are a lot of creative people coming out of Mandra, mm. makeup artists <laughs> and yeah, artists in general, creative people in general. Mm. What's your star sign? Your new ad- updated one. Uh, I'm an Aquarius. Oh my God, oh, me too. Wait, no, no, no. Yeah. Is that updated? <laughs> Is no, the, the, it didn't really affect anyone, the extra planet. Everyone oh, was like, I don't know. Yeah, Mine got moved. I got moved yeah. to Capricorn. So when's our birthday then? 21st of January. That oh. might have been affected. It might have, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sticking with the OG star sign. But you guys are Aquarius. What does that say about... I mean, that makes sense because both of you are very creative. But what else? Mm. Creative, uh, creative very, introverted. Yeah. Oh, heavily introverted. Um, so seamstress. Was that- <laughs> Journalist, mistress, Journalist. mattress, just, just the usual. <laughs> when I had initially reached out to you, I talked to you about what was some of the topics that you wanted to speak about, and something that you came back with yeah. was um, a statement saying creativity is problem solving, and we wanted to unpack that statement a little bit. Yeah. Um, but give us your insight as to what does that mean. Basically, a lot of people, there's sort of like a massive misconception about creativity. A lot of people think it's drawing, it's painting, music, writing, um, acting, all that, all that good stuff, dancing even. But it's not, that's sort of more like an artistic side to creativity. But a lot of cre- where creativity comes into is problem solving. So that whole thinking outside the box, it's a lot about being solution based and trying to come up with things. And so you'll find that even though you're not artistic, a lot of people are still heavily, like, really, really creative. That makes sense because um, there are some positions that you have in certain fields of expertise where they have a, a somebody that is called, like, creative solutions. Mm-hmm. And it's not, like you were saying, it's not just being artistic. It's about coming up with a solution to do something better or identifying what can what's missing in a certain area and then how can we go beyond what 
is already been doing uh, it's already been done at the time so in your fields give us an example well a lot of problem solving especially in in what i do is um you'll find a lot of it happening backstage at fashion shows so there's a lot of things a lot of mishaps that happen things break zippers break so you got to come up with solutions like quick snap snap you can't like dwell on it too long everything needs to be fixed up quickly so that's like a different side of the creativity that i have for example oh, i might use this as, as an example everyone sort of has um <clears throat> their favorite item and mine is like a bomber jacket and so the way that the bomber jacket sort of came about and people are wondering like oh yeah that in that orange on the inside is like a really cool design cool detail but there's actually a reason behind it um no during the war a lot of pilots wore the bomber jackets so that if they were hit and their plane went down if they survived they would turn their jackets inside out and the oh, orange would be okay. visible from the other pilots mm-hmm. so that they'll be able to send help and or, be rescued. or come and rescue them themselves, mm-hmm. yeah. So there's like a, a solution base to to design. It's not just oh, because I love the color, or there's a, there's like a reason why. When I think problem solving, for some reason, I automatically think maths. <laughs> oh, <boy. laughs> I'm like, I am crap at maths. And it's interesting to hear the concept that creativity and um, being artistic are separate, even though they can be intertwined and and and. Um, in use and whatever. Mm. So how, like, what does it mean to think outside the box? Thinking outside the box just means finding different different avenues to answer a certain issue. Mm-hmm. So you might have an issue and then the people around you might have one each. But then it's exploring furthermore what else, even if it's like a stupid idea, just throw it in. Sometimes it doesn't make sense, but sometimes those are where the uh, best ideas come from. Because some people can be set in their way of thinking. Yeah, no, definitely. And then that's sort of our box that we sort of trap yeah. ourselves in. And once we sort of think out freely, mm-hmm. um, just let go with our thoughts, then that's sort of where a lot of the creative stuff comes from. Yeah. Because sometimes for me, I think that if something has worked before, mm. hence why it's still in the box, then yeah. why don't we just keep on using that way? Yeah. And so it's interesting to think that there's a... Not, I know that that's how a lot of inventions and things have come to pass is because someone thought, okay, what is the easier way to do it? Yeah. What is a different way to do it? Hence why we have drive through when it comes to Maccas yeah. as opposed to like walking I mean, inside. No, for real. Like so thank you to and yeah, and Aljana. And <laughs> thank you now. to those people. So, like, <laughs> Uber so, Eats. Yeah. No, for real. Like, those no, are, Uber Eats is mm. the devil. I just want, I just want to oh, clarify. Uber <laughs> Eats, DoorDash. But I mean, me if you want to sponsor me, like, let's go. <laughs> No, but that's, that's interesting that you bring those up because, like, those are creative yeah. solutions. I've never thought of it that way. Mm. All of the apps that we have today, or I'd say most. Majority of them, yeah. Yeah, uh, something to, uh, like, answers to a solution that someone goes, oh, there's, why don't we do this? Mm. Um, why don't we have people connected to an app <clears throat> who can... Whoever needs a ride, they can just get on the map and then there's someone in the area who can take them somewhere. And yeah. then that's how we were sort of came about. Mm-hmm. What else is there? It's like people with bad credit couldn't um, afford larger priced items online. And then that's where, we, that's where we have mm. Afterpay. Thank you, Afterpay. I know. <laughs> Please sponsor. <laughs> I, know, I love Definitely Afterpay. All this product placement. Afterpay um, is so good. We uh, can't afford to <laughs> mention any more people. <laughs> As a someone who is Polynesian, how do you think that has developed for you in the sense of whether it's your upbringing, your circumstances that you brought up in and then thinking, oh, like there's a different way that I could do this? Oh, that's tough. Um, I think, I mean, Pacific Islanders in general, we, we've come from some 
somewhere that's like really creative. You've had to live on mm. an island. You've had to come up with ways to live and survive and and sort of carry on. And I think our background sort of comes into it. Growing up as a Pacific Islander, I don't know. It's hard to answer that question because I've just always thought of myself as creative. I just have mm. always done what comes naturally. Mm. Yeah, so it's hard to say. I saw that you did a piece where you used, it's like well, what we call fala. Yeah. Um, so what made you think of using something that we would usually sit on yeah. um, and using it as a piece of clothing? Well, we, in the Tongan culture, we use it as clothing. Yeah. Uh, we wrap it around our waist. Mm-hmm. I just sort of saw, um, saw that and, um, yeah, I just thought of like new ways to wear it. Mm-hmm. So the way that I design it, I make it into an actual dress yeah. or a jacket mm. or something we're still wearing our culture but in a more modern type of way mm. yeah um i saw on twitter i think it was like a few months ago a few weeks ago and people were making there was a designer that had done what do you guys call your Dawala. and it looked like crop tops people have retweeting and they were saying oh how dare they oh, yep. desecrate the sacredness of a Dawala and, and everything so what are your thoughts on which is using traditional means of clothing outside of the traditional kind of means of, of way of wearing it? Yeah, no, well, you'll have people who are set in their ways and mm. they're like, no, this shouldn't be touched. Um, it goes back to our, our heritage, and which is fine, but then there's always other people who are always wanting to push and create something. And it's not like they create with, like, having some sort of malice behind it. They're just expressing um, what comes to them naturally. Mm. And so there's always a, a battle between the two. And it's either you're, you win some, you lose some, and you kind of just have to deal with it. Mm. I ignore it. That's how, <laughs> how I deal with everything. Um, that's my life. Um, unless it's good things. I do what I, I want. Ignore it. I ignore small children, small animals, <laughs> people in general. Um, advice would you give young people in order to get into that headspace what i do is draw a little bit every day even if you think it's ugly it's just a way to get whatever's in your head out and onto paper and then you can sort of carry about your day with a clear mind even if you're not a drawer writing is really good writing Mm. journaling is an amazing thing to help people clear their minds and it also helps people to think because when you're writing ideas just flow do do you are you a journal type person you're more of a doer. Yeah. You're I heavily am. into journaling. Yeah. Because yeah. you do different kinds of journaling as well, right? Yeah. Different Obviously. kinds of journaling. What do you mean? Mm. So, oh, I guess one's not considered a journal. One's like my calendar. So I have two planners. or I have a planner and then also have a separate journal. So one's more just like a bullet point of like my day and whatnot. And the other one is where I unpack like things that are on my mind that I want to get out. And like you were saying, when I feel like when I'm writing, I, I feel like it's emptying out of my my being in a sense and it's a good way for me personally to review what's currently happening in my headspace and then kind of i'm just identifying what are the issues 
because sometimes you don't like if you're in the thick of things you can't really think outside of like what that thing is mm. but when you write it down and you reread it you're like oh i can see it's i'm stressed because mm. i have projects happening or mm. yeah. and it just like thinking creatively that way yeah do you physically write or do you type do you physically you write? write i have to write i have to write okay. yeah on the paper. it's just something about holding a pen and then like mm. having seeing it come to life on yeah. the paper if, if, if I type it, I can still forget it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm writing it out, it's that I don't know what it is within the act of writing. Yeah. yeah. That's just, it's powerful to me. Yeah. In the past, I used to journal a lot. Yeah. But I used to journal when I was in my fields. So when oh, you dear. look at it, I, 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 literally, I literally look like a crazy person because I would only write when I'm upset oh, or when I'm angry. Mm. So when I look at it, I'm like, I need to go on meds. <laughs> like when I read what I used to write. And so I think like right now, a lot of the time I will write if I feel like, oh, I, I want to understand this a bit more or um, I want to share this part of my life. And so I, I try to steer away from when I'm just in the fields. Mm. I love that you guys do the, it's a daily thing. Mm. So it's a daily yeah. unpacking. So it's not so much of only when you're heightened in yeah. emotion. I'm not sure if you was being serious or not, but you said when you're writing, you're rereading and you told yourself, oh, I need to go on meds. Yeah. Like that's creatively thinking. Like, yeah. yeah. Have you ever written uh, something that you read later on? You're like, what yeah. the hell? Yeah. That's like me. Sila, <laughs> like, relax. <laughs> like what? Oh like my I have Let's reveal. I love books, but I hate reading. Like, I love does that make reading. sense? I, I think You're it's like, the no. whole... <laughs> the, the, the thing for you is it's your outlet. Yeah. It's writing is your outlet. Yeah. I think... I remember I was reading a book once where a woman, she never read her journals, but it was something that she passed on to her daughter so her daughter could unpack and understand her oh, mother. Nice. I love that. And so I think that's a really, you know, it's not something that her mum would regularly go to. Like, I don't want my kids to know. <laughs> I was like, oh, my six capades. I don't want anyone to know this. I mean, that's a different kind of book. <laughs> A-O. <laughs> Starts with a K. But I think that's an awesome way, like for some people to be able to do that. No, just that whole day. Even if you can't do it daily, at least have a book with you at all times. Like I carry Mm. something with me everywhere. It's in the car right now. But it's always there. Even if I'm sitting on a train, I'll just scribble. If you're if you if you're the type that doesn't think you're creative, it's because you think you're not creative. Like yeah, kind of have to. That's me. Allow you. Sorry. Like that's me. Sefa, um, allow yourself to believe that you're creative, and then it'll just. You kind of have to let yourself believe that you're creative, to be creative. No, I have. Otherwise, you'll be like, I'm, I'm not good. creative. <laughs> no, I, I said you're creative. amazing. No, I think I'm good. Sheila says your audition, voice is crap. Audition for Hamilton. Audition for. But I think it's because of the reason why what you said in the in the first part is yeah. a lot of people don't think they're creative because they attach creativity with um, being artistic. Artistic, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's it's so much more than that. Like yeah. when you know mm. you were saying what you were reading in you know meds and whatnot, or like <laughs> <laughs> for me, like personally, like these lights, you mm. know, I don't like to go to bed and my lights are still on. So somebody has created this whole solution. With smart lights, <laughs> and you can just oh, turn it, it on your, your phone. That, that's <laughs> all creative thinking. Yeah, I always and I've been watching because I've been telling these guys I've been watching Queer Eye a lot, and a lot of what happens with Bobby's renovations, yeah. he always oh, says Bobby, it's Bobby functional. Yes. he yeah. wants the space yeah. to be functional. Yeah, I was like that's awesome, and it's true. But with art, it doesn't always have to be functional. Is no, that right? Yeah. Right. yeah, but 
creativity usually it's fu- it's functional. It's well. functional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you're when we're when you're talking about how journaling, you carry a book with you everywhere. Yeah, I find that with me, a lot of the time, I will carry a book if I know I feel like I'm going to get something out of it. So oh, yeah. every time when I go to like church or a fireside, I always have a journal, and I always write my um, like dot points, bullet points off to, not necessarily what the person has said, but how I feel and what I how I'm going to live it or apply it or whatever. So I find that a lot of my thoughts aren't necessarily what they've said, but it'll go into a tangent of different things. Nice. And then when I go home, I always review, reflect, and then I make a plan. Okay, this is how I'm going to implement this in my life. This is how I'm going to try and be better. So I think that's a really awesome point as well with, yes. with journaling. That's yeah. something that could, you could do. So when it comes to the business side of your of being an artist, what are some of the struggles of trying to get your projects off the ground? Yeah. Like, is it something that you can live off without having a nine-to-five job? It is something you can live off. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still trying to get there. Yeah. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It is something that you can live off, but I, at the same time, there's a sense of like, risk taking that you need to take because yeah. a lot yeah. of work goes into it especially for me so i still have a nine-to-five job yeah um but i and then i do freelance on the weekends and whatnot so for me it would have to be about like taking that risk or even like mm. trying to build myself up to the point where i believe that i can achieve um i guess what you call it financial independency without yeah. a nine-to-five job mm-hmm. it's just that sense of security that i have at the moment that's kind of hard to picture yeah especially with Mm COVID-19 the things that are happening in the pandemic and whatnot what are some creative solutions you've had to come up with (laughs) in order to get your get your product out there or get out there a bit oh like in the beginning yeah in the beginning Mm. oh you know what has worked for me the most um is like word of mouth networking yeah networking Mm. word of mouth when I when I take photographs at weddings or families or whether it's a portrait session people usually tag me into their photos or they credit my name yeah and that's really worked in a sense where now a lot of people know that my name is attached to like photography Mm. um, where it comes to church or it comes to other other factors of my life so that really helped me with word of mouth also just like you know social media we're in a, a phase in life where it's accessible to anyone, mm. whether it's like TikTok, which is yeah. really big for like photographers or even like there's a little um, hashtag on TikTok called like small business check. Oh, cool. And then it's just like people going, showing how they do their businesses and whatnot. But mm-hmm. the videos go viral and they get these numbers and there's, they're building their little audience, which then links back to their Instagram, then their websites and whatnot. So it's, it's like, it's a fascinating time to really kind of get your, your work out there. Through a little click funnel. Yeah, they got, they set up yeah, one it is. Yeah, and how about your performance art? Like, how did oh, that... performance? <laughs> wow. Because oh, wow. we went to a show that you did last year. I mean, and how did they know that you'd perform apart from like the church circle? Yeah, no, it's literally social media. Okay. Um, what social media. Oh, so I performed at a gay club off. last Halloween. Yeah. Um, it was so what was awesome. the club called? It was um, the Imperial Hotel. He was so good. <laughs> like, yeah. I Wait, is there like video footage of this? Yes. 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 There is video uh, one of our footage. friends recorded it and put it on uh, put it on IG. Oh, yeah. It was so freaking good. Yeah, like, but like, social media, like that's what I mean. Like yeah. social media is crazy because yeah. anybody 
is looking mm-hmm. at yeah. your stuff. And, and it's free. Like, yeah. to get it out there. True. And because I liked how um, with one of your dresses, I saw that, I think she was Miss Tonga Australia, but she was on The Bachelor recently. Oh, yeah. yeah, she wore your yeah, dress. No, and I thought that was beautiful. Such an amazing soul. Mm. We met on the photo shoot for Finil because she's part Tongan. Okay. And so a part of the Miss... Uh, Miss, uh, what is it? <laughs> yeah, it's Miss Universe Australia. Yeah, oh, Miss no, Universe Australia. Uh, she's Miss, stunning. Yeah, no, she's stunning. And part of one of the questions or one of the costumes that they had was to represent part of the cultural background. And mm-hmm. she sort of wanted to represent her Tongan culture. And because I used some of the mats that we would normally wrap around our waist and modernize it into like this mini long sleeve sort of dress with like a drape, mm-hmm. it's sort of just she fell in love with it. She was like, I will wear anything. So. Yeah, shout out to her. She's like amazing. Let's but that's an awesome way to get your yeah. your um, clothing Stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's insane. That dress was actually worn by a few people and got best dressed at um, Pacific Runway. Oh, man. I mean, what year? He was just was like, it, it got best dressed. <laughs> <laughs> it got best dressed. <laughs> and Miss Hey Lala? No. No. So how do you think you've gotten your name out there? Mm. Um, it happens really slowly. What you can do is do the best that you can do and let your work speak for itself. Mm. But then there are other times where you sort of have to get out there and like force yourself to like communicate with people. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, that deep breath, though. <laughs> uh, uh, but especially if you're introverted. Yeah. yeah. No, after an event, I disappear for like yeah. a week. I'm not speaking to anyone. Mm-hmm. I've done all. I've exhausted all my words. Yeah. It's interesting because now I, I feel like we're kind of similar in the sense. Yeah. Like when we, we talk about networking stuff and especially being an introvert, there's a whole nother layer to yeah. that where it's like you do, because I'm very good in perform like in social situations, I'm very performative in a way where I can handle those situations, mm. but I don't thrive in them mm-hmm. because they're very exhausting. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, okay, let me perform. And like when I'm taking photos, everybody knows me to be Beyonce. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And then when I go hurt when I like drop in my car, I'm like, man, I was exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> I need a week off. <laughs> I need a week off from all these people. <laughs> but it's funny because we're introverts, but I feel like Sefa, you can sit there and talk to anyone. Literally. Forever. Yeah, literally. Yeah. yeah. And like, as long as they don't speak. Life. Yeah. <laughs> I can talk forever. Forever. Like how you took the guitar. Yeah, like exactly, exactly like that. And as long as he like, shines. Yeah. yeah. True. But did you sing? Yeah. <laughs> he did. He so, did. Oh, so you took the guitar and, and you sang. sang. Yeah. And sang. Uh, when no one asked him to. Poor girl. Okay. <laughs> Whoever that was. <laughs> no, but funny story. Was I like someone. that? Was I like that as a kid? Yeah, you were always. Oh wow! He was always. Dude, he was always the loud one. You yeah. can hear him from the next block down. Okay, still the same. Like the next building. Yeah, oh, straight up in so my mind, I was just like, oh man, as a kid, oh, I was such an introvert. <laughs> I used to say, I was, I was wow. so quiet. Oh, oh, I was such a wallflower. I was like a lone wolf. I was just dark and brooding. Oh, lone wolf. A lone wolf. I was like, yeah, nah, bro. Yeah, you're imaginary. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you are creative. You're it's super creative. Real. The whole persona that's not even real. Stuff <laughs> you. But like, just hearing, there have been a lot of good things that have come out from Mount Druid. Yeah. Well, because thank you. No, <laughs> for you, example, because Lamar, you're originally from Mount Druid? Like around that like area, Hill, yeah. Yeah. Then oh, there's yeah. like one four. 
Yeah. Then there's Belia Sasa. Um, he's oh, creating yes. the the TV show, so and he's from Mount Druid as well. So there's a lot of creatives coming out from there. Yeah, right? yeah it's literally a hub. Do you remember that? Um, is it because of the struggle? Is it because of Struggle Street? Because that was on TV on Australia. Yeah. On Australian TV. But that wasn't show. a fair representation. Yeah, it wasn't. That yeah, was people, wait, what so there was a TV show. I can't remember which channel it was on. I think it was ABC. O- yeah. ABC. They only showed people from Mount Druid. Like Struggle Street, Grand <laughs> City. Uh, what else is there? Uh. But creativity would, like, if you're in a place of struggle or where you don't feel as open to express yourself, do you think that you become a lot more creative? I think, it, yeah, it definitely pushes you to be. Yeah. Like, a lot of people will say, oh, yeah, a lot of things went wrong, but it's in those times where you sort of, like, ideas you yeah. kind of just have to make it work. Yeah. And so if you are in a situation where there's, like, a bit of a struggle, you you do tend to – you're just grabbing for ideas mm. wherever it comes from. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to say, like, in Mount Druid there is – I can't remember what they called it, but it's in Westfield. I think – is it is like the Mount Druid College – I can't remember what it's called, but it's essentially like this. It's like kind of like PCYC, okay. but in Mantua. And they had um, a recording studio. They had like a, a dancing room and whatnot. So it was really cool that there was a space for people to kind of, I guess, meet other like-minded individuals for them to, you know, whether it's learning how to produce a song. Yeah, oh. no, I think they it's still there. They call it Street Uni now. Oh, that's they got, it. They got yeah. Street Uni in Liverpool as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Because that's where I teach every Monday. Oh, cool. So what do you do I there like, on I Mondays? like how you segue that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, oh, this was that very was beautiful. Yeah. That was very smooth. Yeah, you uh, do that for um, Make Your Mark, right? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that because I did my research. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did nice my Googles. segue. <laughs> I did my Googles. <laughs> Google. Was there anything bad when you Googled me? or He found your OnlyFans. Found his new Please subscribe. Please subscribe. Sticky Icky. Sticky Icky is a good one. That's a good one, though. Yeah, I've got it on a t shirt. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Wait, so what do you do on Mondays? What do you teach there? Oh, so I teach just a small handful of kids, um, high school kids, after an after school program. I teach mm-hmm. them like the ABCs of fashion and like oh, nice. how to start, or the ones who are interested. And at the moment, I'm just like forcing them to draw everything under the sun. And they're like, I can't draw, but it's just getting them mm-hmm. confident with movement of the lines and wrists and drawing and. And and making sure that they're in the mind frame of I can do this and like mm. not that I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. But it's been fun and it's been surprising to me because I don't like young people. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I don't like helping these kids, but um. <laughs> but I've actually really enjoyed it. I like the group that I've got, and I think if it all goes well, we are going branching out to Liverpool as well. Oh, cool. Yeah. So if I can get another day off work, that would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but that's probably... It's, you'd like being yeah, yeah. instructor, teacher. Oh, see, I didn't even think that I could do that until like the first two weeks and I'm kind of surprised myself with how much I actually do like teaching them. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm avoiding them at all costs. <laughs> all costs. One of these, all these are the kids costs. I avoid at the train station. <laughs> but like, you know how you were saying with the kids, like... Yeah. No, you can draw. Yeah. Mm. You can do this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can. Yeah. You can teach. <laughs> it's the facial sense. I believe in you. Oh, we need to film this. This is so much fun when it's, 
We need a visual aspect to this <laughs> table. I think it's hilarious. Thank you for that. I mean, like, <laughs> he's, he's like, do you know, like, do you know what, what comes to my mind? It's just a really good quote from one of just a show called Yu-Gi-Oh, and it's <laughs> "Believe in the heart of the cards." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so not sure what the, the cards are, but like, <laughs> oh, some cards out there. <laughs> Maybe your business card. <laughs> How do you kind of like finesse your your pricing in a sense where you get people to pay? And that is reflective of the quality of work that you guys put out. Yeah. Um, that took uh, like years for me to sort of find the balance because at first it's that whole, um, a lot of islanders will go to Cabramatta and get something made cheaply by mm-hmm. Asian seamstresses and they can do a great job and then they'll come to you and expect sort of the same service and same price range. Yeah. And then I'm just like... <laughs> and so there was that confusion where at first because I wasn't fully like uh, into my work, I would charge those prices yeah. and then find myself burnt out. Uh, mm. My work was like lagging. It wasn't the best that I could do. And I find, I find a lot of pride in doing my best work. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, as my work's gone better, like clients have come back to give me more money. And so that's sort of given me a boost to raise my price up higher and higher to what it actually, like the amount of work, it shows mm-hmm. in, in, in the compensation. But yeah, I it took a long while for me to get to where I am now. I mean, I still got a lot, a lot, like, a long way to go. But I guess that's why I'm working on uh, building a platform like the website where it's just, there's the price. You can either take it or yeah. not. There's no negotiations. Mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it. Uh, you can take it or leave it and that's it. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I find that, like, I know that a lot of the time as islanders, we try to find discounts. And so I feel like as... But if figure people, for us to support you guys and your businesses, it's important for us to pay full price instead of seeking discounts. Mm. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, I think especially because we're putting money back into our people, and then they can, you guys can be able to thrive and, and grow from there. So yeah. I think it's awesome what you guys are doing. My closest family who are closest to me, they will overpay. I'm like, yeah. no, this is too mm. much. Yeah. If you're going to pay, this is too much. And they're like, no. And they'll just shove like extra money in your pocket. Yeah. I'm like, all right, fine. I mean, <laughs> I'm not no, going to no, fight it I'm too gonna much. No, no, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, please. Please, <laughs> please look into my eyes. <laughs> See the struggle. I've had me going for two weeks. He's <laughs> 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 like, laughing because it's too real. <laughs> oh my God, this kimchi and me going noodles. I'm just like, that's my diet. <laughs> And even if I had a fancy house, it would still be kimchi and we're going to me. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm having tonight. <laughs> when y'all leave, me Yeah, yeah, no. I have to have, like, the whole experience. Yeah. Mm. Like, fill my table up with Korean food and I'm, like, the happiest person. Oh, yeah. Well, speaking of Korean, now, I was reading through, um, you did an interview with um, Dalanoa. Uh, I'm not sure if they're a magazine, but um, one of the inspirations, they talked about inspirations, and you mentioned K-pop. Oh, these segues. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you do this for a living? (laughs) So I just want to say... I am a K-pop veteran. Yes, he is. Oh, yeah? Wait, he even came on TV shows. (laughs) souls, I swear to God. So I... How do you think K-pop has... Because I've seen some of your designs, and I've seen some elements of K-pop in terms of, like, clothing... Um, with some of the groups that you can see in K-pop where it's very prevalent. Mm. How do you think K-pop or listening to K-pop or being exposed to K-pop has 
also attributed to your designs and your style? No, it's heavily, I mean, other than Beyonce, it's (laughs) K-pop. But Beyonce's here. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, but I am Beyonce. You can be Beyonce, I'll be (laughs) K-pop. No, it's like, it's the music that I listened to when I was studying fashion. I sort of fell into it uh, before I studied fashion. And then there were a couple of Korean students who introduced me to it. And I made, tried to make best friends with them. And then there was, there was one year where there was a, like these, all these groups. It must have been like one of, the, um, one of the labels brought all their artists. Sort of like a Korea-Australia friendship thing. And did like this massive concert. And I, was, I swear to God, it was me and like one other fob that I spotted <laughs> way Wait, out into the Is this back in 2012? It might have been him. Yeah, <laughs> I do. And I, like, so in 2012, there was a huge concert at um, Sydney Olympic Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was 2000. 13 or 12 I can't, and did, I can't, do you remember the groups you. that yeah it was like sister 2pm yeah that's yeah TV I was there oh, <laughs> you're probably the other one the yeah you're joking I was literally like I, I paid the VIP like just to be at the front oh you're good God, I mean, you I might, maybe you saw me oh I'm dead that's funny <laughs> I, I always so you go story. to the concert, yeah. Well, I went to that concert and then I spotted only one other islander, which was probably you. That I uh, <laughs> um, and, like, I mean, it's not like it, you can't find. Yeah, them, exactly. Yeah, everyone's like shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's like up to you. Yeah. <laughs> tower over everyone else. So it's easy to find yeah. your people. No, just, <laughs> sorry, I'm like really passionate about this. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I love it. I'm about to like cry. <laughs> Think about 21, how they were done dirty and oh, like no. Miss A and like, oh, <laughs> my feels. Yeah. Was oh. Miss A the one that Susie is part of? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm only into K dramas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm into K dramas. And when it came to some K pop songs, I got into them because of the K dramas. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 And even like their music videos, they go hard out and the it's whole crazy. color, the vibrancy, mm. that sort of, I try to incorporate that into the stuff that I do. Mm. Yeah. I mean, when I'm designing, I'm sort of imagining. Sometimes what they would wear. Yeah. Like, if you could do... Please wear my Yeah, like, if you could, like, design for a group... Hmm. Sister. Is that what you want? Oh, I love... No, I'm like, sister... (laughs) 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 What's the lead singer that you said? Yeah. Yeah. So I was just watching her video clips. I was like, I love that she's, like... She's an adult. Oh, yeah. Now she's... Yeah, so I said them... Because Sepha came last week and Mm -hmm. said that you showed him um, Say My Name. Oh, yes. And then I sent them a few other of her yeah, earlier like, clips. Um, she's grown, grown. Dali. Oh, yeah. Bro, that's... Wow. I mean, <laughs> that that's my website. <laughs> Korean version. Yeah. I agree. The concepts... Um, I feel like that's missing within Western music, too. Like, I love the whole group concept that they have. Yeah. I like the amount of work that they put into the choreography, the videos. Um, Set design. Everything. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it. Like, even... Because I used to be a big, a big avid collector of K-pop albums. Oh, yeah. Even that. Yeah. I So the, the way they would do albums, like they would have a photo book attached to it. Oh, or they oh, have yeah, different yeah. designs of the album packaging itself. Mm. And then every album you get, you receive a, a mystery card of like one of the people in the groups. So then that mm. would cause people to collect them and like trade and whatnot. It's just like they think of so much. Yeah. It's not just like a video and then a song. It's like, this whole package mm. yeah yeah it's really well thought out yeah the first year That's i did pacific game. runway i used 21 falling in love as my runway music <gasps> oh, okay 
Why? Like that song was like, yeah. Even till now, that's like one of the pivotal songs yeah. of my life. And just everyone had never heard it before backstage. So everyone was like <laughs> dancing. It. It's like, it's like um, over here, it's like, it's like <laughs> over there. I'm like, this is like, my song. Everyone's like getting into it. I'm like, um, don't dance. Don't dance. I put this on. I put this for me. Yeah. So don't dance. <laughs> this is for my- <laughs> I like that. Yeah. The ownership. The ownership. Ew. I put this on. Not that when you meet up with your friends a week later. Um, excuse me. <laughs> this song though. <laughs> for real. I don't know. I think it's really cool to see how K-pop has, I guess, inspired your designs as well, in a sense. Like you were saying earlier, it's like you're grabbing like so many different things into how you design something. Yeah. And I think that's always that's always cool to see. It's, it's the aspect that keeps my work different from all the other Islander designers that come mm-hmm. out. It's the things that I like, like the whole Japan's uh, culture, yeah. Japanese culture, Korean culture. These are the things that I like that keep me different from everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything that like for us to look forward to or what um, we can do to support? Well, I hopefully I plan to do like a launch party next year, which hopefully you guys can make it if you're down for it. And I mean, if this whole COVID decides to go away and give me some peace. But the Public Island Society is pretty much the project that I've been working on when I'm not at my nine to five. It's where all my energy goes into. And hopefully the website will be up early November or late October, like just in time for summer. Well, that's another episode. I'm Sefa. I'm Sila. And I am Public Island Society. <laughs> yeah. 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 Lamar. It's a hit, I swear. It's a hit. It is I a hit. That's a wrap. Love it. And did you see the back and forth between yeah. Backup and Main? Love it's it. It's called um, Call and Response in music terms. It's called what? Love it. Call and Response. Yeah. Call and Response. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.